No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick, the co-host. The yep. co-host on the line. What's yes, going on? What's the business? Man, December 1st, 2020 is almost to an end. Yep, yep. It's been a doozy. Mm-hmm. Let's close the year out strong. Everybody go get it in December, man. Go make some money. Go do what you got to do. Yes, sir. NFL Week 12. Well, first off, it's Tuesday, so we're going we're gonna to kick the show off at First Take Tuesday. I want to talk about this Nate Robinson situation. Big Nick the Quick's got uh, some some college football stuff he wants to talk about. We'll go over those two things. Then we'll get into NFL Week 12. Some of, we got to talk about some of these coaching decisions, and we're going to talk about a guy that we don't want to throw under the bus, but we're going to have to. But a lot of these coaches are making a lot of money, and the decisions they're making are very, 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 very suspect. So we got some videos. We got some clips. Oh, and don't think Matt Nagy's not going to make this show. He will. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about a bunch of NFL guys that I don't know what's going on with the coach. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about NFL Week 12 in general. We'll talk about the scheduling fiasco with the Raven Steelers. We'll go over that. And then we'll just, you know, kick back, relax, talk some shit like we usually do. Yes, sir. Big Nick the Quick. It is December 1st. Mm-hmm. Christmas is around the corner. Mm-hmm. We was just talking offline. You said you 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 took Shorty out and was like, just pick, pick, grab whatever you want. It's like yeah, that. Pretty well, you know, because here's the <laughs> thing, man. Like with, with my daughter being 10, you know, Christmas is more obviously is about her, right? So like all of our focus as far as what we're getting, what we're thinking on, what we're trying to be creative with, like all that energy is spent and money is spent on her. Right. Um, so when it comes to like getting gifts for each other. Like this year, we've just been like straightforward. Like, yo, this is this is kind of what I want. This is what I need. Like, we went shopping the other day, and like, yeah, like you said, I pretty much just told her, just throw it in the bag. Like, if you like that, yeah. it's Black Friday. Grab We're that. at the store. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, shoes are like 30, 40% off. I'm like, yo, you like those? Grab them. We'll just wait 25 days and you'll get them under the tree. Um, you know, obviously she asked for a couple of different things. I'm gonna go out and grab that. But yeah, man, it's just I'm not, you know, I'm not a Mr. Surprise type guy. Like, you're not gonna you know, come under the tree and there's going to be a big bow and there's going to be like a 14, <laughs> 14 karat gold type situation going right. on or anything like that. Like, you know, if you want it, tell me that's what you need. What's practical. Like you were talking, like you just got the crib. You need some practical shit. Yeah. You got some, you got some, some cooking shit you want or some shit for around the house. Cool. Let's get it. Um, and obviously that shit ends up being mutually beneficial. A lot of right. that stuff. Right. So yeah, it works right. out. But yeah, with Mia, like this is the year that she's starting to get into like shoes and, you know, she wants to get her clothing and shit like that. So we're she trying 10 to, years old. A decade. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got her the air Mac. We got her the air maxes some some shit like that. You know, she's getting into all that. It's getting yeah. crazy. It's getting crazy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, man, get out. Go get your presents early. I feel like I'm in my bag this year, fellas. So if you need if you need some suggestions, to what to get your girl. Hit my line, man. DM me. Uh, I'll shoot you some suggestions. I feel like I've been I've been picking out some good gifts and they not pocket breakers either so holla at your boy yeah you know it's, it's a weird year like i wanted to get her like 
I think I told her like earlier, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get you a nice bag or something like that for Christmas, but it's like we ain't right. going nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> so no. it's just like, yeah, you know, one of those years. Vaccine coming though. Yeah, that's what they Alleg- say. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. I don't know, bro. That's a, that's a topic for another show, but yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's a whole I'll, other show. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait around. Let's go. So, all right, let's get into uh first take Tuesday. I'm gonna go first because I, I, I we we know what happened to Nate Robinson. My first take Tuesday. If you don't know what happened to Nate Robinson, him fighting Jake Paul, YouTube star, then I don't know where you've been at or you ain't been paying attention. But what I, I guess what I got to say, my first take on the whole Nate Robinson situation is, look, I get you. I understand you have to make some money. You're not in the league. Apparently, he's been having some financial trouble. Oh, I didn't know that, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's having some financial trouble. He needed the money. So, you know, that's why he was showing love to Jake Paul for the opportunity. All that, this, that, and the third. My first take is people, ladies, fellas, stop doing things or doing things, especially in front of people, that you have no business doing and know you can't do. He know he can't fight, bro. When you're when you're out in the street and arguing with someone and you know you can't fight, don't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, stick, stay in your lane. Stick to what you do. Don't. He knew he couldn't fight when he was getting in there, bro. So don't don't even get in there. I understand if he, hey if you gotta go in there and get the check, you gotta go in there and do what do go in there and clinch the whole time. Get clowned for not fighting. Or get clown for something else. You can't go in there gung-ho, running around, no defense, not blocking any punches, and go in there and get smoked like that. And and get the longest 10 count ever. That first 10 count was was maybe 15 seconds. Yo, and if you're <laughs> – look, look, bro. And if you're going to – if you know you're going to go in there just to get the check, stay down on the first knockdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't get back up. Don't go don't back for more. Back up don't come back for seconds. All, bro. Listen, man, you know, you if you he knew he couldn't fight, bro. Yeah. So don't even get in there. That's my first take. People, stop doing things you know you can't do in front of people to for some ego or whatever else it is. Just stop it. Save yourself the embarrassment. Yeah. And and you know that these Paul dudes have been training for boxing now for a couple of years. So you know that these dudes that they, they they're they're about that. He's a lot bigger than Nate Robinson is. Yeah, second. So there's no reason to come back for a second helping. No, you're done. You're done. You're done after the first one. You were full. No, no, no seconds. No mas. <laughs> no mas. No mas. This is my this is my favorite clip. That you know people were were doing all types of stuff and and for the knockout doing all types of edits. This is my favorite one. He's singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get night, the <laughs> first of all yo shout out big snoop with the old lord in the middle yeah. while, while nate's going so, down snoop was fantastic fantastic on, fantastic on saturday night like get him on the broadcast it was great it was it was fantastic and it was entertaining i think it, and that was universal across everywhere i saw on the internet everyone was like yo snoop killed that that was great snoop was great yeah this and is then, the thing bro i think look 
it was a perfect example in how well the, it was received is that not everyone is looking to hear from some quote unquote expert with some dry ass analysis. People just want to be entertained. Yeah. And he was just out there entertaining, talking like your uncle talks at or your pops talks at the crib or how you and your homies talk when you're watching a boxing match. Like that's the simple so let, as that. Let me ask you this. Do you think the boxing should take notice on that? Like if your HBO pay-per-view showtime HBO's out the boxing game, but if you're showtime to zone any of these guys now who are the major players, because obviously you and I like boxing, right? But that's not the the, the consensus out there. And even no. we don't watch all the fights, but it's like, man, something like that, like not throwing Snoop on every broadcast, no, but like, yo, be... experiment with the broadcast a little bit or no. Well, I mean, first of all, am I, if I have anything to do with a network that is running boxing or trying to get, you know what would Snoop would be perfect for? Like Friday night fights. Right, yeah. With like, Snoop. I don't, listen, I don't want I don't want Snoop on Canelo uh Triple G. Yeah, Triple G, right? Exactly. Yeah. But give me some some dudes that literally no one knows and you know nobody knows them. Put Snoop on it or do and something you, and you think like you're that. You on Friday you're in? Dude, I Sign mean me I, I'm, I'm I'm way more likely to tune in. Yeah. That's for sure. Put Snoop Dogg on Maction. Right, like you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> like Snoop, Snoop knows, yeah, like Snoop knows football. Put him on Max. Like, well, that's the thing; he knows sports too. It's not like he's gonna get up there and talk right. bullshit. Like the man, the man definitely watches his watches his sports. That's not a bad idea. I thought he was. I, I thought mean, he was a natural too. Like it wasn't like let me get comfortable in front of the mic. The man's been performing his entire life. Like right. it was just a natural. One day I want to do a deep dive into the life of Snoop Dogg. And, and I think if I could pick anybody to replicate, like Snoop's life is perfect. Crazy life. Does not have to leave LA, makes crazy money, and just kicks smokes it. tons like, of smokes tons of smokes the pack. Quadruple OG. Yeah, like, yeah, just can go anywhere and do anything. Real quick side note on that though. Uh, I heard a lot of the old heads coming at the the Jake Paul and Logan Paul situation. Um, I mean, we might be older heads, but we're not at that level yet. Like, yo, stop. What do you, they what might do you not mean be, they might not be just like, you know, who are these dudes? These guys are clowns. Like, they, right. like, they're not my cup of tea at all, but I respect the movement. I'll give them that. Like, these right. dudes are making money. They're cashing checks. For sure. They're living out their dream. They're worth crazy amounts of bread. My man's had two pay-per-view fights. Like, stop it. Absolutely. They just do whatever they want. They do what they want they and get paid. It and they get, yeah, bro. I, yeah. So absolutely. Do your yeah, thing. Yeah, I heard a, I heard a lot. Oh, of, I heard a lot of slander. Dog, man, don't ever <laughs> hate on anybody and how they're getting their paper, bro. Yeah. No matter how it is. And I these don't guys are hear about it. getting it. Trust me. Like getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So lay off. Oh, yeah. Facts. Yeah. So that's my first take, man. Stop doing things in front of people you know you can't do. If you at the party, don't try to party trick. You know you're not gonna be able to do like a chugging contest or some bullshit. Like, bro, don't do that. That's not for you. Yeah. Nate Robinson boxing was not for Nate. He wanted to cut the check. I get it. Well, they said no. the broadcast. You can't play boxing. You can't play boxing, bro. Uh, you can't play no shit a, like that. This is a rock and jock basketball, bro. It's no different <laughs> than these, <laughs> it's no different than these cats in the street that are talking crazy, like to the bouncer outside the club. Yeah. And they know they can't scrap, and then but, they get scrapped. It's like, like when, stop. 
Remember when Buddy ran up on Chris Cuomo in the restaurant? That's what and I'm thought saying. It, and thought it was sweet. And Cuomo was like, sweet. <laughs> like, was like, what's up? And dude yeah. was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. If you know you don't want that smoke. <laughs> you don't, don't want that don't, smoke. Don't bring the smoke, bro. Yeah, That's don't, don't stop that. running up on people. Stop, stop doing all that wildness if you're not about that. I 100% agree. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of that going on, man. A lot, a lot, of, wo- a lot of woofing. Yeah. If you know you don't want that smoke, don't do that. Yeah, it's like, you don't got to prove anything to anybody. Facts. Yeah. Right, yo, what's, uh, All right, y'all. That's my first take Tuesday. So, what's your... I'm going to throw a curveball, and I got two. Okay, yeah. Because it's Tuesday. Uh, the first one is going to be, man, so it was Saturday. You and I were talking about this. Little background, like the last, like, 10 years, I've worked in, like, a retail environment. So, like, yeah. Saturdays for me were always shut down. Like, I was always working or doing something involved with work. Like, never really got a chance to sit down and chill yeah. and enjoy the luxuries of a Saturday. Yeah. A la college football. Yeah. Right? Up until, like, last year was the first time I didn't have that experience. Ooh, I didn't really I guess I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So, like, I've been out the college game. Like, I had right. by, by, well, you know. No, no choice of my own. Just second, work. Secondhand, secondhand yeah. watching it. I watch national championships and, like and things right. like that. I watch the bowl games, you know, the games that matter. Yes, sir. So this year I've had the opportunity to sit down and just watch some college football, man. Like, you know, it's Saturday. You're kicking it, especially because you cannot do anything else. So I've watched some college football, watched a little bit of college basketball this week. Yo, <laughs> I know I know to some of y'all this is very important. Right, I get it. You went to some of these really big power five schools, and every Saturday, you guys so did I. I went to Arizona State, I went to a Pac 12 school. Saturdays were filled with college football. I get it, maybe not as serious as the Madisons and the Columbuses of the world, but I understand that. And I know to some of y'all, this is near and dear to your heart. College football is terrible to watch, it's ass, it's awful to watch. Outside of the elite of the elite, the guys who will be playing on Sunday, those guys who are meant for Saturday only, it is hard to watch. Between quarterbacks who can't hit open receivers, receivers who can't catch, (laughs) defenders who can't tackle, (laughs) corners who can't cover, and coaches who cannot coach, it is amateurism at its best, right? I get how it can be entertaining. I get how there can be transcendent players who are exciting. But I also understand how when you take a Joe Burrow, you take a Cam Newton, you take a Tua, and you drop these guys in that environment, they dominate. Because the majority of the guys playing and the majority of the guys coaching could never walk into the Sunday arena and hold their own. And it is obvious. It's just hard to watch. It's hard to watch. The product is not very good. It's just not very good. <laughs> Listen, I'm with you 100%. We have been talking about this for a couple weeks now. And, I mean, partly it's just because we've been gambling a little bit on it. Or at least I'll speak for myself. I've been gambling on it. And I've literally had three weeks in a row where I've dropped money on Saturday and then had to get it back and plus some on Sunday. They're They're not trustworthy. No one knows what's going on. You can't trust these kids. I I think it's been – and it, it, it's also easier for me to make this take when I'm getting older and I'm thinking about myself. When I'm 20 years old, Doug, they're, they're not trustworthy. You'd have no idea what they're thinking, who's <laughs> mentally tough, who's not, what, what, what they're capable of doing, what they were doing last the night before. 
the morning of the more like there's all types of variables when you're talking about gambling especially but yeah bro college <laughs> football the product there's listen there's literally 400 college football teams and there's three good ones yeah that's that that's all you need to know there's four good college well, football teams and 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 the number one ranked team would absolutely shellac the 20th ranked team well, we just shellac the 15th ranked team would shellac the 10th ranked team Ugh. the, fu- the, fifth, the, fifth, <laughs> the fifth ranked, ranked team. team yeah like so shellac them we're talking about just it's just the product is whack i'm not feeling it i, I i've completely i used to love it I'm completely the last couple of years have been just off it. The product's not very good. It's like when you're in, I'm huge in the soccer. I watch a ton of Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A. When you watch that stuff, my boy was talking about us getting into MLS. I'm like, bro, I'm not fucking watching minor league soccer, bro. I'm not yeah. doing it. So that's what it is. It's, there's no different. I'm this. The, the, the pageantry is fun. Yeah, Alabama sure. at LSU at night. Like, yeah, that's fun. The product is not. The what's product up. is not what's up. Same thing on the basketball side. Actually, don't even get me started on the basketball side. Um, this is both of them. It's just it's not exciting to me. Um, again, there's games, there's moments, there's situations, there's certain things I'm 100 percent gonna tune into. There's players that I might want to see. I'm just saying, you can't get me to spend an entire Saturday locked to the couch watching college football. It's just it's, it, it, it's too it's too much. This I tried to do it last Saturday, and by three o'clock, my brain was I was hurt. <laughs> it's just suspect. It was, it's it was, just suspect. It was just hurting. So yeah, see y'all who love college football, man. Keep doing your thing. Don't worry about us. It's just our opinion. But yeah, I, I, I can't do it. North, sec- Northwestern plays at home yeah, against oh Wisconsin. God. They look like the best defense in the land. Then they go to Michigan State, who is ass. They have no quarterback, no nothing, and they t- they take an L. Yeah, Michigan State was playing with really one of the worst. That's another like the guy who's playing quarterback at Michigan State should not be playing past Friday night, let alone Saturday. Without question, and then yeah. and then on, and then on top of that, they're winning games with him. Yeah, against a team that's supposed to be good. No one knows what's going on. The, <laughs> I had I had the over in Indiana Maryland. It was uh, <laughs> it was in the sixties, low sixties, I believe, in like the middle of the fourth quarter. It was nine to three. It's like, <laughs> come on, man! Like this shit just doesn't happen in the NFL, bro. Like yeah. it just doesn't. Yep. So that's what it is. Yes. Let's move over to the NFL Week Twelve. Hold up. Yeah, I got my second one. Oh, you got your second one. My bad. Yeah, I'm about go. to come go in ahead. hot. I'm about to come in hot. Let me hear it. So I decided to pick this up right before the broadcast. I hit you with this last night. Yeah. Somewhat controversial. Yeah. <laughs> My second take. If Carson Wentz was black, he would have been ran out of Philadelphia no later than seven months ago. Let me know when you're ready for me to chime in. That, that's, I, you know. Hey, I've, look, I've watched a good amount of Philadelphia Eagles this I'm gonna year. Tell you, I've watched Carson Wentz. I watched him last night. I've seen the highlights. I've seen the lowlights. I've heard the press conferences. We keep it 100 on, Absolutely. on no catch-up. If Carson Wentz was black, he would not be playing football for the Philadelphia Eagles. He, he without he, question, would have been benched. Would have There's been no benched. question. Listen, they tried to run McNabb out of town, and he was good. You took him to five straight NFC championship so, games. Yeah. Yeah, man. The the win situation is very, very interesting. 
Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think I've, if he was a black quarterback, I don't think he'd have a job. No, question. I've never seen a guy get more chances. I've never seen a guy get more excuses in the media. Oh, his line isn't good. Oh, his receivers aren't good. Oh, this isn't good for Carson. It's almost like so for Carson Wentz, do we need to build like a perfect situation in which Carson Wentz can thrive? Because I've never seen a quarterback get more benefit of the doubt, especially not a black quarterback. We would not be getting this benefit of the doubt as a black quarterback. Carson Wentz goes out in press conferences and says, yeah, I'm going to keep throwing it up there. I'm going to keep holding <laughs> it onto the ball. Are you serious? You think Cam Newton, if Cam Newton came out there and said that, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Kyler Murray couldn't even come out there and say that. So yeah. I don't want to hear it. If, if, if Carson Wentz was in the city of Philadelphia, if Carson Wentz was black, right? If he was Cassius Wentz, he would have gotten ran out of town. <laughs> yes, Cassius Wentz. If he was, oh, if he was Cassius Wentz. No way. If he was Cassius Wentz, <laughs> my man good. wouldn't even be able to order a cheesesteak on Broad Street. So I don't want to hear it. I, I, I don't, don't bring me any more Carson Wentz excuses ever again. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure people in Philly are giving him tons of slack, but I I think it would be on a different level if he was a black quarterback. I, I don't I don't I don't doubt that. I just, I agree with you 100. Listen to this: 15 interceptions. That's most in the NFL. 46 sacks. That's most in the NFL. 95 off-target incompletions. That's, that's most in the NFL. Insane. That's this 10 is, per game. This is Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, he's just throwing shit all over the place. I mean, last night he was just just errant throws left and right. Yeah, it's uh, it's spooky over there. But yeah, like, I I agree with you. I like it. Like Greasy was trying to trying his best to not bury Carson Wentz, which again I don't know why people are still trying not to bury this guy. He needs to be buried. I agree. So if he was Cassius Wentz, you know the deal. <laughs> Cassius Wentz. <laughs> that's great alright let's move over to week 12 NFL it's uh season's pretty much over there's a, a couple of dis- divisions that need to be decided we got the scheduling fiasco but we know who the big teams are Seattle took care of business missed their one possession game they they uh I've never seen a team win by one possession so much. And I know yesterday was a backdoor. Yeah. But yeah. every game they play is within seven points. Because the defense sucks. The defense has actually been playing better, bro. I've been saying <clears throat> well, that was Philadelphia. Hey, listen, but they played well against the Rams, who's yeah. golf. But then they played well against Arizona, who who have seemed to have taken a step back, by the way. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, <laughs> we we could talk about that another time. But then they played well last night. Philly is Philly, but they they were in they were all over those boys. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's do a quick a quick little little recap of last night. Um, because I was talking about wide receivers with my guy Max Weep King. Shout out my boy Maxi. Um, we were talking about wide receivers and. He was like, yo, I got a top three wide receiver class. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to hear it because I already know you're going to leave someone out. And it's impossible to make a top three right now in the in the NFL. There's so many studs. It's ridiculous. And just to give you guys an example, my guy goes, I'm like, okay, give me your top three. 
He's like, I already know you're going to leave someone out, but give me your top three. He goes, Devontae, DK, and uh, D-Hop. And I said, bro, Tyreek Hill just had 600 yards in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you can't, you can't even make a top three. And then we saw what DK Metcalf did last night. 10 catches. I think he I think he ended the game with 10 catches, 177 yards and a touchdown. But he's an animal. We got AJ Brown is an animal. And then I I guess what I'm saying is we don't always have to rank everything. There's just a big, there's just elite talent in the NFL at the wide receiver position. Yeah, he, Metcalf had 10 for 177, no touchdown. You also said some ridiculous shit last night. We should talk. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about the Texans? Bro, all, literally all I said was DK Metcalf drops some balls. Like no, you, just, said, you said, you said I said I love I said I love DK Metcalf, but he dropped some layups. This is what I'm okay. This is why I got a problem with that comment because it's just too petty for me. Like How he is makes, it petty? Because he makes so many big plays that you gotta ignore when he when he drops an easy one here and there. Just, you just that's like saying, man, Chris Paul, man, he's he's a fucking great at passing, but he turns the ball over. Or Steph Curry, man, he's fucking awesome, man. He turns the ball over. Not even Steph Curry, like I don't know no, somebody, it's not. like yeah. It, 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 what do you mean he dropped some balls? He's dropped two touchdowns over the last two weeks. It's nothing against DK. All receivers drop except for Larry Fitz. Every receiver drops. <laughs> You know what I mean? I guess what I'm saying is, bro, you you could think that you ain't got it. You don't, I don't I don't need you to send that in the group chat because it's disrespectful and it's petty. Oh my god! And every if Aaron Rodgers misses a throw, but not DK that is not Aaron, not that DK isn't Aaron's uh, like is one of the best wide receivers of all time. But you just don't mention it because he makes so many other plays. It's, you just gotta ignore it. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I'm pulling up receiving receiving leaders right now. Yeah, pull up the receiving no, leaders. But look, this first, is how hey, put it like this, bro. DK had people asking Darius Slay if he needed help. This was there this is Darius Slay's response. Chris and then Ed Crocs. Slay, was there any discussions on the sideline by you or anybody that you know of to possibly get you some more help as Mac as Metcalf kept uh having that big game? Hell no, I don't need no help. What kind of question is that? Next one. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I know you're you're a professional athlete and you're not going to give someone the the pleasure of saying, yeah, I needed some help on Buddy. But he definitely needed help last night. He was getting his ass buried last night. So, yeah, that's but that's how DK has folks. They're paying Darius like 20 million. Yeah, he got out of and he got out of Detroit. He got out of Detroit. The quickness. And he, and he was talking shit. Detroit and Philly and Chicago, all the same team. They all, they all, they're all, they're all the franchise is just in shambles across <laughs> the board. All, all, all three. Of them, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Travis Kelsey is putting up, puts up receiver numbers. First of all, he's third in the league in catches, or fourth in the league in catches and third in yards. Like it's not even a tight, it's not even a tight end anymore. Tyreek Hill. Has 68 receptions. Terry Kill has 13 touchdowns already. <laughs> well, that's the what I was saying. The well, listen. Well, He's listen, saying, I, call him, call him some help. I told, <laughs> I love that. That I told my boy, I'm like, bro, I already know you're going to give me three wide receivers and you're going to leave someone out. And then he didn't even mention Tyreek Hill. Like, I would, I would, I could guarantee you that Tyreek Hill didn't even come across his mind when he said that. And, and Tyreek Hill is an animal. Stephon Diggs. Diggs is good. Animal. Like, 
I mean, the the, the I'm not. I don't even discuss. Keenan Allen putting up numbers. Keenan Allen is a beast. AJ Brown is a beast, bro. In Tennessee, he's a monster. So, yeah, bro. Uh, I I can't even. I can't even talk about. There's a lot of guys putting up numbers. I, I mean, mean yeah. there there's a lot of studs. Yeah. Simple, simple. Terry McLaurin on the Redskins has 963 yards already. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson out of nowhere. Just oh dude, Justin Jefferson is a fucking monster. Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller just got suspended, didn't he? Yeah, he on the PDs, bro. They uh, got they show. got bro, they got Brian. Did you know that Brian Cushing is their assistant? Yeah, didn't he wasn't didn't, didn't he get God, kicked Brian, out the league for Brian, steroids? God, Brian Cushing is Mr. PED. He's like uh you ever seen the you ever seen the program? Uh-uh. You never seen the program? Uh-uh. Oh my god. What's that? Oh wow. Is this some Fo- USC the, shit? No, it's a football movie from oh. the nineties, like when we were kids. Never. Oh, stop. Oh, hold on. Wow. Um you need pressure? to you're you need to watch the program today. hundred percent. No okay. question. The Alvin Mack. What? The dude was on steroids? Yeah. Never mind then. But, no, but, yeah. Bri- but Brian Cushing, by <laughs> the way. This is another this is another classic Sean Little, Nick Harvey. Believe your eyes. Brian Cushing is obviously on PEDs when he headbutts another guy with no helmet on. This is PED activity. That was, <laughs> the hard, was that the hard knocks? I think it was nuts. in hard knocks. And he, 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 was, was, he was nuts hard knocks. It's uh, out of his mind. He was banging heads with a guy with no helmet. Bro, that's yeah. that's PED talk. PED, you don't feel nothing, man. HGA is running through his forehead. Bro, if you're banging heads with people with helmets on, you're on HGH. <laughs> like trying to figure it. out what he was taking a speed guy like will fuller unless he had an injury or something that he was trying to recover from like what he would be trying to it's usually for recovery is what you know obviously steroids isn't just for bulking up a lot of it's recovery and shit yeah. so maybe he had something going on but what a fucking idiot he's in a contract here well this is the thing bro i mean there's the G, the hgh and the, the growth hormones are so wild now that who yeah. knows even what they like I mean, it could be for oxygen levels it could be for all types of shit so you remember uh david boston how could i forget the, uh, the, the most yoked wide receiver i've ever seen so, yo yo dk metcalf y'all think dk metcalf is big go look david up boston. go look up david boston at his pinnacle the, when he was the, in the nfl they said he got so big his legs got so big that he couldn't make cuts anymore and he could just run in a straight line so he couldn't he couldn't cut up break out of uh, his routes because <laughs> his thighs were too thick uh, but that David dude Boston was the original dk he said, metcalf he said he came out of ohio state at 215 and by like his third year in the league he was like 260 <laughs> he yeah, started wearing like purple contacts and just juicing yeah. just mer- sleeping in hgh just swimming in a pool of it. Another, another <laughs> David Boston reference. Another, our list of people that come up on this show is the best. Yeah, shout out, shout David, out David Boston, Buckeye. Probably all types of fucked up. Yo, that was David Boston used to go head up with Charles Woodson. Yeah, he did back in the day. That's when college, maybe that's when I was. That's when I really loved college football. Yeah. I was a, I was a shorty. That's when Michigan was actually good, right? No, shout better, out, shout out Lloyd, good. shout out Lloyd Carr, the real Bochum Blecker. Yo, <laughs> yo, Lloyd Carr, the real Bochum. Yo, that should be. That should the the, the statue of Schembechler should read. This is actually Lloyd Carr. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should say under Bo Schembechler's statue. Don't think this is Bo. This is actually this Lloyd. Is actually, Carr. Lloyd Carr. Like, don't get it twisted. Speaking of coaches, hmm. let's get into the NFL. Talk about 
what's been going on with coaching in general. Even last night, Pete Carroll. I mean, he's not calling the O, right? I, and I love Pete Carroll, so I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slander Pete, but he's not calling the O. But yesterday, early in the game, it's fourth and one. I think it might have been third and one, but actually, no, it was fourth and one. They went for it and they ran like some type of reverse or something and they got it gets stuffed. Tyler Lockett. Dog, man, your quarterback is Russell Wilson, bro. Just let him, if you're going to do anything outlandish, make sure that motherfucker has the ball in his hand. Like, let him decide if if, if, if he's going to do some something stupid. Like, that, that's it, bro. Because we've been talking about the NFL coaching, some of the decisions. We had Anthony Lynn over the weekend. We had Adam Gase lying on the pre- on, on uh, press conferences. That's, I, that's incredible. I had the clip. I had the clip. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. I have. We have Matt Nagy. I love that guy. We have Matt Nagy's. I don't even know what he's talking about. He's 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 talking. He's to, got some nerve, is what he's got. He's. He's talking to the camera like he's talking to the like the team in the locker room. Uh, we're we're going to talk about it all. Fake, but, fake. You said he's fake mad? Uh, dude, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going Ooh, on. Look at here. Yeah. <laughs> but let's start with – essentially, we want to talk about coaches making millions of dollars and are, are running billion-dollar teams, and they can't – complete simple tasks like having some creativity on fourth and one here are the jets a compilation of fourth and shorts for the new york jets they run it right up the middle gore is stuffed p ryan in the backfield p ryan gets the handoff and he didn't get there he didn't get there (laughs) on fourth down here's bell fourth and short Hopping close to the sticks. I don't know when he got it. Instead, they had the play called. He got it. He dug through, even with an ice. Adams gets the call, and he is stopped. Barely made it. That's just cr- the fact that these all happened this year, and it's, it's literally a compilation of the same exact play. They're all they're all <laughs> halfback dots. Now look, now look, now one one really stuck out to me. But before I get to that one, I want to talk about this. Frank Gore is the man. I get it. But don't run him single back up the middle on fourth and one. Give him a full back or some type of help. But the guy has got 14,000 miles on his leg. The guy has 14,000 miles. He's 35 and has had four ACL reconstruction. Like, come on. Like, help my man out. But the, the one that really blows my mind, and I see this still all the time in the NFL, is the read option with a quarterback who can't run. <laughs> so why are you running a veer option quarterback read with Sam, Sam Darnold, who is, no, who is no threat to run anywhere? I don't understand this. This is what I don't get. Like, we were seeing stuff with the Bears where Nick Foles is running like a read option. Like, am I yeah. going to give it or keep it? Bro, he's giving the ball up. Sam Darnold is not going to pull the ball and run around anybody. So professional 
defensive linebackers know this, and they're keying in on the running backs. Stop the madness. I think this is why I'm not out on Darnold. I know the play, the film has looked terrible, but I, I really don't think that they have given that guy any chance to succeed over the last two years with this guy as his head coach. It's just tough to it is t- <laughs> it's tough to evaluate guys when they're in like brutal positions. But I'll say this: I mean, we're gonna get to Anthony Lynn and the Chargers, but. The talent always kind of shines Herb, yeah. through. Like Herbert has been shining. In- yeah, but he's also throwing to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I don't. Yeah, that's true. But still, I mean, he Darnold does a lot of shit that's not on Gase either. Yeah, he turns the ball over. He's a walking you know turnover. Mean? Yeah. So the it, it, it's a little bit of both. But I hear you, man. It's tough to get a real evaluation. That's why we always go back to talking about guys and situations. Yeah. And it, that's all massive. Where you go, where you end up. Pat, I I understand Pat Mahomes is the most talented guy a lot of people have ever seen, but Pat Mahomes is not Pat Mahomes if he doesn't go to the Chiefs with Andy. Right. Yeah, he could go to the Jets and play for really Adam, Adam Gase and deal with that. He might be really good. Like, <laughs> hey, I, I, this might be a hot take. If you flip Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes, you put Watson in Kansas City, he may not – he may not have won NFL MVP, but I could see Watson winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Like that's that that system and that the talent that's around Pat in Kansas City with Andy Reid and the enemy with the, at the trigger. He's no, in a great situation. We we saw again. Uh, go back to that AFC playoff game, Chiefs Texans last year, and explain to me how that's Deshaun Watson's fault. They remember they're up twenty one to three. And he starts fake punting and doing all types of crazy shit like that. Deshaun, he, he can't, he's not calling the plays. You know what I mean? He's not making that decision. So, yeah, you're 100% right. You got to put these guys in the right in the right situation. Obviously, Darnold's not in that. Do we have that other Gates clip? Yeah, I, all right, I let have me, let me, clip. Let me give the quick background on this. First off, we all know what it looks like when somebody is lying. And this dude is lying <laughs> his ass off. So, a few weeks ago, Adam Gates came out and said that he wasn't going to call the plays anymore that he was going to turn over the play-calling uh, responsibility to Dowell Loggins, former Bears offensive coordinator, Dowell Loggins, um, and that he was going to let Dowell call all the plays. So at the press conference, these guys, a couple of reporters who have been watching Loggins all game not do anything, they're like, he's clearly not calling the plays in Gase's. They decided to ask Gase about it. And Gase, every classic sign of lying is is present in this press conference. It's, it's truly incredible this guy's still employed. Shout out the Jets. Here's Adam Gase. I didn't take over. We did this. We've done the same thing the last four games. We were watching Dowell for the whole game. He wasn't doing anything. I mean, he was just standing there. He he tells me it's not hard. This is not hard. We go through it. The, the drive before. Hey, these are the three plays. I do the third downs. So what happens after the three plays when you have a series? Because we were watching one where Dowell was talking to Frank Pollock. He wasn't calling the plays. You were. What part of the game was it? I want to say that was the third quarter. Yeah, when we got down, then I, I was trying to do some of the two minute stuff. <laughs> First of all, listen, what, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you actually fucking talking about? <laughs> listen. He says, first of all, he says, there's so much to unpack <laughs> there's there. So much to unpack. First off, he says, I give him the three. First off, he goes, this is not hard. What? You have the worst I mean, offense in the NFL. Yes. 
this is for like probably three years running, and it's not hard. <laughs> this is probably the hardest thing in the league to call an offense. Actually, secondly, he goes, "It's not hard." I give him three plays. So you bro, wh- what? A- Yo, exactly, bro. What happens if you get a first down? Then what? Like the reporter started to ask that. He goes, well, "What happens after that?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like. Okay, you you give him the first three plays. So th- then what happens? And he's like, "Oh, uh, well, you know, what part of the game are you talking about?" The reporter's like, "I don't know, bro. The third quarter, yeah, like whatever, whatever quarter you want." He wasn't calling plays. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm trying to do some of the third down stuff. It's just like <laughs> I, this is the thing, too, bro. It's like he's lying through his teeth. He's he's he's, he's both." <laughs> He's, he's like he's like he's like we watched him. He was talking to a coach. Part of the game you're talking about. He gives me guys. It's not hard. <laughs> I give him three plays. It's not hard. Like, Yo, gosh. Adam Gase is getting up there and straight up insulting folks' intelligence at the presser in the largest country in the, in the world. This is incredible. Yeah, largest city in the world. It's largest. Like, I'm sorry, largest yeah. city in the world. Yeah, it's, it's not like. <laughs> It's not like this is not all on film and people aren't watching this from 22 camera angles. Can you hit that back one more time? I'm sorry. Like his facial expressions, his hand mannerisms, everything about that is I am lying. It's bold face. I didn't take over. We did this. We've done the same thing the last four games. We were watching Dowell for the whole game. He wasn't doing anything. I mean, he was just standing there. He, he tells me it's not hard. This is not hard. We go through it. The drive before. Hey, these are the three plays. I do the third downs. So what happens after the three plays when you have a series? Because we were watching one where Dow was talking to Frank Pollock. He wasn't calling the plays you were. What part of the game was it? I want to say that was the third quarter. Yeah, when we got down, then I I was trying to do some of the two-minute stuff. Doug. Listen, also, <laughs> the best part about that is you could tell that the media is so done with him. He goes, we're talking about Dow wasn't doing anything. <laughs> They're like yeah. straight up like getting yeah, confrontational like, with him. Like, yo, we're so done with you. You just got up here for two years and just said bullshit. That's <laughs> like when you're talking to your girl and you're and you're and you're like trying to buy time because you don't know yes. what you're going to say. And she's like, so you remember that time? And you're like, what time? What, what time are you talking about? What are, what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's not that hard. I already told you. Yeah, I already told you that. What are you talking about? <laughs> guys, it's not that hard. He gives what me the you? three plays. Right. and It's just, guys, it's not hard here. Like, what yes. are we, fuck? Hey, I'll tell you this. If I own if I own the fucking Jets and I watch that clip <laughs> and I see him with J- Jets logos all around him and Jets hoodies, I can't, I can't, like, the, 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 the the, dis- shake it. <laughs> I, the disrespect and how bad he's making us look is too much to bear. He has to go immediately. <laughs> like people, people used to make fun of Steinbrenner from just firing motherfuckers. Like, but Steinbrenner <laughs> would never go for some shit like this. Yeah, it, it is. It's embarrassing. Like I, I, like we we talk about the Bears and like we get upset and everything. I couldn't picture being a fan of that particular team because that's embarrassing. Like your head coach getting up there and straight up just it's it's like it, he's just getting up there and just lying, and Both with no with no him. regard he doesn't care doesn't care he doesn't it, care it's like he, it's easy. It's what do easy. you mean you have the worst ranked offense your entire life as a coordinator? There's nothing easy about this. Yeah, so I don't know how you're. We've been doing the same it, thing. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the that is part. a classic clip, man. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I know they're so bad they don't even get coverage anymore. But like, that should be all over the place because I I've never. Yo, will you do me a favor while I pull up this other clip? Look up how much Adam Gase is making per. <laughs> look up him. Look up Anthony Lynn, and then I I, I want to know Nagy's deal too, because we're not talking about small cheddar here, and these guys are up here. Adam they, Gase. Adam Gase is five million a year. No, they just don't. At, yo, at the end of the day, they just don't know what they're doing. Five million dollars on a four-year deal for for Adam Gase. He'll be fired at the end of the year, so he'll collect another ten million. Five per for four. So four for 20, 20 million dollars. Yeah, it's just like it, it's insane. Anthony so. Lynn. Anthony Lynn got an extension. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so let's talk about the whole Anthony Lynn situation. <laughs> Now, we're watching this very closely as well because we have a wager on the over on the Chargers. We're interested. We're very interested. First of all. Well, I'm interested three times over. That 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 thing had tentacles for me. It was all over it my entire yeah. Sunday. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> we won't even – there was a situation before the half where he didn't – he let 15 seconds run off <laughs> – <laughs> change the change the play. They 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 were gonna go for it. Then they didn't. Then they called the timeout. They he wasted like twenty seconds. Right. We're, we we'll we'll leave that there. My, my, mind you, Anthony Lynn, the coach of the Chargers, has been doing this all year. He's been brutal the last couple years. And you know how much it pains us to bury the head coach, yes, black head coach, black head coach. There's not very many of them. And yeah, like I want him to have employment, but Anthony Lynn can't do it. Like, that's it. Simple as that. So, yeah. look, first, we, we won't talk about why it's even fourth and 25 because your team is undisciplined. You're calling a bunch of bullshit plays to close the game. You've, you've already turned it over three times in the second half. Fourth and 25, you somehow complete a Hail Mary, a 65-yard Hail Mary off a couple tips Oh, you're just trying to score a touchdown to try to get the onside kick. You then run up. Don't spike the ball. You run the ball up the middle. Clock runs out. You get you complete a Hail Mary on first and goal from the five-yard line. The next three plays with no timeouts, you run the ball up the middle. You then throw a pass that doesn't make any sense. You It, it was like a – it was like a – the wide receiver didn't uh, even know. No one, was, no, one, no one knew that the play – the ball, no I, knew, he threw it to the wide receiver's back. No one knew the play. Then on the last play of the, of, of the game, essentially, that, that was classic. You, you run a QB sneak where the 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 people think it's a pass. All no lines pass protecting. No one knows what's going on. And literally could have killed your rookie quarterback. Could have killed him. <laughs> then after the game, you're getting questions, and this is how you're answering them. But Austin was tackled. Austin was tackled in bounds, and you let 15 seconds tick off the clock before you took the timeout. Why, why not take the timeout earlier there to save time? I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Yo, the, and this is the, <laughs> look. Yo, we gotta do a thing on press conference mannerisms. First off, when you're leaning in like this, when you're leaning in like <laughs> you already know what's coming. <laughs> like first off, you can hear, it, bro. You ain't getting a better. Situation right here, and yeah. you already know you're you're you're, you're listening to some shit. That, and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> At least he's honest, bro. Listen, <laughs> and this is not that clip. 
this clip this clip is not out of context it wasn't like they chopped up some stuff i watched the whole clip he asked him why he didn't call a timeout and let the time run down his response was i'm not sure at least but austin was tackled austin was tackled in bounds and you let 15 seconds tick off the clock before you took the timeout why, why not take the timeout earlier there to save time i'm i'm, I'm not sure <laughs> it, was the, it was the look away too he was like i'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure bro honestly no, i really it. don't i really don't know <laughs> i'm just I can't basically, do you know <laughs> <laughs> just just say just say you made a mistake and i should have called the timeout just say that oh my god it's, it's the same thing and Anthony Lynn has to go. Justin Herbert has too much talent to 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 deal with that type of ineptitude. He said, "I'm I'm not sure." He said, "I'm not sure." <laughs> Why did you do this? I don't know. This guy is this guy is making millions of dollars to run an NFL team, and he doesn't have the answers to anything. So Anthony Lynn has to go. Now let's move over to the local guy, Matt Nagy. I thought you had a great tweet. That was at any point, any time this year, <laughs> has Matt Nagy taken responsibility for anything, for the team being bad, for the offense being bad, for losing five straight, for when when we were five and one, he was he was talking about you know how locked in he had the guys, this that and the third. They've lost five straight, and he hasn't taken responsibility for any of it. What were you thinking when you when you wrote that tweet? Did you see a clip or were you just so thinking, yeah? Like, I don't know if you saw there yesterday, but he essentially he, he threw the defense under the bus. And I'm gonna play the clip of him talking about what they need to do going forward. But yeah, go yeah, he but for me because year at Nagy has had plenty of opportunities to lash out at the offensive struggles, his own struggles as a play caller his own struggles as far as lack of being able to develop a quarterback, whatever it is, right? He's had plenty of opportunities to point the finger inward and point it outward. You choose this week to blame it on your defense, which is the one thing that has made you look competent as a head coach, right? And it's the unit that you're not even involved with. Even the way that he was talking about a defense, he was talking about like it's some other guys that he doesn't really know, like our defense, like those guys, because you don't coach them. Right. right. But you, when you finally decide to call somebody out, when you finally decide to get pissed off, when you finally decide that enough's enough, it's due to defensive performance. It's due to the fact that you get out there. Do you really have the audacity to come up there and say, I, it, I don't know if you've heard this clip. He goes, we expect them to get three and outs. Well, motherfucker, they expect you to get a first down. <laughs> I didn't hear they this clip. They expect to produce some offense. Yes, it was incredible. It was truly incredible. My first tweet before that, I was like, fuck him, he's a fucking clown. Get him out of here. Yeah, he goes, we goes, when those guys get out there, we expect them to get three and outs. That's what we expect from our defense. That's what that's what we're set up. That's the style of play that we're looking to play. Like you have some nerve to get up there and blame the defense and tell them that they need to do better. When you as an offensive head coach cannot, cannot produce a touchdown cannot produce positive yardage, can't 
win a game when your defense is only giving up 20 to 25 points. You can't do it. You have won seven games where you're as a head coach where your offense has scored fewer than 20 points. You know what those are called? Defensive battles. You know what means? You weren't involved. Yeah. You've never called a defensive formation. You have never called a blitz package. You have never coached these guys. You don't work with the corners. You don't work with the defensive ends. Right? Hey, bro, look. It was a bye week. We've lost four straight ball games. We're playing our heated rival on Sunday night football. And the team came out completely lackadaisical and wasn't ready to play. That's all on you, the head coach. Shout out our boy Cody P in the comments. He said the defense looked exhausted after the second drive of the game. The defense doesn't carry you. No one, no, because the defense is not jazzed up to play for this guy and this team. They don't give up, they don't care anymore. They have completely checked out, like you said. This is Matt Nagy yesterday in a presser. Whatever it is, I know this. Uh, we better wake our tails up. Every freaking coach on the on the staff, every player better wake up and start start understanding where we're at. Have some personal pride. Have a freaking sense, sense of urgency. Know where we're at. Have some pride into who we're playing uh-huh. for and why we do this. And uh, and then and then go find a way to win as a team. That's my challenge to every single person in that building this week. Is that? And and so uh, yesterday was flat out embarrassing. Um, and and uh, our guys know it. That, I'm not telling you something they don't know. They know it. But we're gonna we're gonna step up. And uh, all coaches, all players, and we got five games left. So um, for us, it's our own personal challenge as to where we're at and how we're going to do this thing. But that performance yesterday um, is uh, is ridiculous and, and, and can't happen. And, and obviously that starts with me. Wow. Okay. Who was he talking to? I, I have no idea. I well, wish I had. Yeah. Who, who was he talking to, though? Is he that sounds like something he needs to be saying to himself. Everything sounds like something he needs to be saying to himself. That was the point of what I said yesterday. This guy at no point has said I have failed this year. What? I have not seen him take any ounce of responsibility for what's gone on. No, he's been pointing the finger all year. Execution. When you say words like execution, right? That's a buzzword. That is pointing the finger. I've talked to every coach. Motherfucker, you're in charge of the coaches, dude. Like, what happened with the bus stops <laughs> here? Like, those, nice. that's your staff. You are in charge. The offensive line is four or five million dollars a year. The offensive coordinator isn't getting paid that. You are the CEO. You are the boss. You are in charge. Anybody who's ever been in charge of anything knows that. You don't you don't get to be in charge and get all the perks of being in charge, but when it comes time for the blame or to answer the hard questions, you just point your finger at everybody. If there's any reason to fire him, it's because of that. Yes. That that behavior, that attitude is not that is not leadership. That is piss poor leadership. That is the definition of awful leadership. Leaders who constantly point the finger when in reality like let's look here, it's not like your offense is putting up 35 points a game. You're an offensive head coach with the second worst offense in the NFL, and you have the nerve. You have the nerve to point the finger at anybody else in that building. You have the. I wish we had this defensive clip because I think if you heard it, you would you would be jumping through your roof right now because he literally said, "We expect you guys to go three and out." Meanwhile, you are heading a unit that cannot score points. 
that cannot produce yardage, that can't keep its defense off the field. All these guys have done is score touchdowns for you, create turnovers, play their ass off, constantly go on the field and not say shit. And you want to throw these guys under the bus and talk about expecting to go three and out? What fucking fantasy candy land do you live in? How dare you get up on there and start talking, telling guys they need to find their toughness and look inside themselves? You get up there and say, I need to do a better job. Yeah. I want to, I'm coaching for my job. I realize that right now. I want to show this organization, show these fans, and show these players that I'm the guy who can lead this team. This is on me. 100%, bro. This is and, on me. Yo, and if and if even if you're going <laughs> to – since we're talking about coaches lying, even if you don't feel that way, fucking lie and say that to the camera. What you just said in the clip I just heard, you need to be saying that to the team. You, you might say that behind the doors in the locker room to the team. But, bro, you are you hit it dead on. He doesn't take responsibility for shit, for anything. This is, a, this, is a, this is to all the coaches in the building. This is to all the players. We need a kick in the tail. We got to keep going. This is for pride. Dog, that's a bunch of rah-rah bullshit. Say that to the players, but then come out and take some responsibility in front of – he doesn't take any responsibility for anything. Here we go. Forgive me, it's a paragraph, but this is what he said, part of what he said. Yeah. I think that the thing that I start off with is what I started on the beginning of the game. For them to go on this 14-play drive, 75 yards, for them to go down and score, that's not who we are as a defense. And so when you look at this thing, big picture, they basically had three drives and around 36 plays and 22 out of those 36 plays were five plus yards. That can't happen. And our defensive guys know that you have to be able to shut them down and not allow 16 first downs and 36 plays five of six on third down and three touchdown drives. That's not who our defense is. And our guys, they need to understand where we're coming from with that and how we feed off them as a defense. They've done a hell of a job all year long, but yesterday was not where we need to be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. It's almost like it's almost like Khalil Mack should come out and be like, look, like on some straight response, like, bro. Read some offensive stats. Yeah, Yeah, hey, uh, in the the Colts game, we went three and out, three and out, three and out, interception, three and out, three and out, three and out, interception. That's not who we are as an offense. Well, apparently the fuck it is. Yeah, like no, but that's not who we are as the defense. If I'm Pagano, Vic Fangio wouldn't have gone for that shit. I'll tell you that right now. Vic would have got up there and be like, hey. Youngin, calm down. <laughs> Youngin, settle down. <laughs> yeah, no, so, man, it is. It is true though. It's just no, nah, man. That's he's got to go, bro. We said it. We said it the other day. We said it last week. Get get this guy. Get this the guy fuck out of here. Out of here. I've lost. Of- I've lost all confidence in Matt Nagy as a as a head coach. And even when like shit was going well, and he was doing the the. The dancing in the locker room and all that. Like, cool. That's when the offense was a little creative and we were getting stuff done. But this guy is just not the answer. It was right still there. the defense, though, man. Your whole yeah. tenure as a head coach. If here's the thing, right? Whatever Matt Nagy's record is, let, let's let's say Matt Nagy. Do we know what Matt Nagy's head coaching record is? 27 I, and 15 or something, or something like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. If Matt Nagger, Nag Nagger, if Matt Nagy <laughs> had an average defense, right? or even yeah. slightly above average defense, 
he's maybe a 500 football coach. Below. May, below. He is Mark Tress. I said it yesterday. He is Mark Tressman with the visor. No question. So your defense has literally carried you to all these victories. Send Vic Fangio a check for 2018. He deserves it. The whole check. The whole thing. The whole thing. Facts. So, look, our point to the whole segment was let's talk about some of these coaches that are running billion-dollar teams or the face of some of these billion-dollar teams, and they literally just don't know what they're doing or they don't know how to respond to their team or get their team going. It's it's embarrassing. And we're talking about some of the biggest mark. Hey, we're talking about Chicago, New York, and and Los Angeles. At least Anthony Lynn was honest when he got up there and said, I'm, I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't blame it on anybody else, and he didn't try to go up there and lie and, and do the whole Adam Gase thing. At least he had the – the crazy thing is Anthony Lynn had the best press conference out of the three of them because at least he told you what the fuck was on his mind, which was absolutely nothing. Just uh, That naggy shit is really like, uh, that guy is a fucking clown. It's, that's eating at you, huh? Run that guy out of town. The audacity to call out his defense is just it's, – it's incredible. Yeah, it is. It's really incredible. I would never. He should never. I would never. <laughs> because th- then, I mean, if you're the D and you're reading that, it's like, what? Yeah, fuck you, bro. We've been. Wow. We have. We have one bad game all year. You goofy. Like, even if yo say that is true, say they just had a bad game, but like, bro, you guys have you your unit. You literally has a bad game every week. You've had a bad career. You've had a bad tenure on offense. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck exactly. you mean? Exactly. Exactly. He had one though. The Bears have had one good offensive game, and that was that Mitch Trubisky six touchdown game. Who who did he throw the six touchdowns against Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, yeah, yeah. That's literally Matt Nagy's crowning performance as a uh, fucking head coach. Makes me sick that Mitch can even say that. He's going to be able to say he threw six touchdowns in the game one time. It's unbelievable. And Matt Nagy will take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there, man. NFL Week Twelve. We don't, we don't even have time to talk power rankings or any of the squad. We had to stay on the coaching, but we know who the elite boys are. We got the Chiefs. The the scheduling fiasco is a whole nother. You want to give you want to give them ten minutes on the on the scheduling real quick? Yeah. Um. So just real quick, I man, I get where everybody's been coming from on as far as this Broncos game was concerned. Like, oh man, the NFL should have canceled and all that. But at the, I, I fully disagree. Why? <clears throat> any other position it's not a conversation if they run out of running backs it's not a conversation they run out of ride receivers it's not a conversation you run out of punters guess what better find a motherfucker with a leg that can kick it it's not a conversation so while i understand the quarterback is the end all be all it shouldn't be a conversation man like it, it, any other position don't you remember the the running back room is the same as the wide receiver room huh do you remember like 10 15 years ago when bill belichick ran out of corners and he pretty much took troy brown and turned him into a cornerback yeah. Shout out Troy Brown. Shout out and just, Troy Brown. And, and, actually, and actually left him there. I don't think Troy Brown ever played receiver ever again in his life. <laughs> uh, yeah. These are some of the things that you got to do. So I understand. Look, look, man, like I get it. First off, shout out the kid, Kendall Hinton. Um, anybody feeling bad for him, don't. My man's probably would have never played in the NFL ever in his life, and he just got a chance to start at quarterback, and everybody knows who he is. Like, shout out to him. And he got a game check right before Christmas, NFL game check. So shout out to him. Salute. Um, But, yeah, you just got to roll with it, man. Nothing's normal this year. It's just the way it is. We're not going to do some special treatment because you don't have quarterbacks. That's a crazy reason to postpone a game. Um, The Baltimore-Pittsburgh thing, though, 
That's hey, a whole other thing. Hey, look, really quick. Yeah. Before we move over to Baltimore Pittsburgh, I'm gonna say this: the NFL doesn't let that game pl- be played if the Broncos are in contention. You really feel that? If they're, if they're, yes, I do. If if that was Tampa Bay, they don't let Antonio Brown play quarterback. Like, I, that's my opinion. I think the the NFL is very selective, bro. They run everything and do whatever they want. So I think that they're like, the Broncos are shit anyway. Who cares? We're not about to jump through a bunch of hoops for a team that's not going to make the playoffs anyway. So I don't care who they play at quarterback. Do you see see what they've done to get this Baltimore-Pittsburgh game played? You feel me? Yeah. Like, I don't think they do all this if it's Broncos-Jets. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Broncos, Jets. They just canceled the bitch. Well, it was see, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, though. I think the whole reason they don't want to cancel this game is not because who's playing. It's just they don't want to lose any TV revenue. Every game canceled, that's TV revenue yeah. out, right? So the revenue is is pretty much is what it is because there's no gate revenue. So they pretty much know how much they're going to make, right? right. And each game, the broadcaster, the broadcast, CBS, Fox, pays them X amount of dollars per game. If you cancel the game, you lose that money with no real way to make it up. So I think that's why they're so hell-bent on keeping this game. Yeah, to the I'm, fact where they're going to put it at 2.30 on a freaking Wednesday, Wednesday because yeah. I think CBS or whoever has something else that they need to show that night. I think it's NBC that has it. NBC has something that they want to show, something stupid. So it's like The Voice or some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just about the money. I mean, you're pushing a game out till Wednesday. And half the team has COVID. And you're going to put these guys on a plane. Yeah, they haven't practiced or anything. But They haven't practiced like guys haven't practiced in 10 days at this point. So, like, the NFL is hell-bent on not canceling a game. It's not going to happen. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, that that this is proof that they're hell-bent on not canceling a game. This game went from last Thursday to this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it before and the it, season, bro. The NFL doesn't care about your health, doesn't no. care about what's going to happen. And they're just gonna run you out there, and you're gonna play. You don't, hey, you don't want to play? We'll find someone that'll play. Yeah, like simple as that. And I think they could care less about COVID. The, no. they, they're doing it for optics. They wouldn't play this game if they cared about COVID because every day someone from the Ravens is testing positive. Like they clearly have an outbreak. And I don't really know what else you need. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we're talking the. You, we, dude, I don't have to beat a dead horse. We already know the NFL doesn't care about the players. And there, are, well, there are Ravens players who are saying like, we're not getting on the plane to fly out there when we don't even know who on this team has it and who doesn't. Right. So, really? They said that. Someone said that. They said that there's some concerns from amongst players who are saying we don't want to hop on the plane because yeah, it's this. fucking half our team has COVID. Right. And the yeah. testing is, you know, sus. Yeah, super sus. Nick Saban pack. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I feel it. I I think it's interesting, but I think it's this is what happens when you let Goodell and a couple people literally do whatever they want. They'll do whatever they want. Yep. And the owners are not going to take any money lost. They're already taking big L's on the gate, like you said. So no, we're not canceling. Play it. Play that. Playing the game Wednesday afternoon is like, bro. Just get the fucking game in. I don't care when it is. Just play the game. Put it on TV. And people are going to watch it. So it doesn't matter. Play it whenever you want. Yep. 
So, yeah, we'll see what because this now the schedule after the game Wednesday is interesting because when do they play again? Uh, like that's what that's what I if they play on Sunday or I don't know the NFL fuck around and play Thursday night. <laughs> you want to do a back to back? Back to back, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens there, but that's where we'll leave it. No catch up sports. Cody talk said Mag is gonna get fired and blame the defense. Blame the D. Yeah, shout out Cody, man. Cody always rocks yeah, with us. It's funny. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, YouTube, iTunes. You know the drill, man. Tell the homies. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We're here weekly. We're back Friday. Tap in with us. 